This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Well, tomorrow at 9 a.m. begins our journey to Project Down and Dirty Comedy. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. So it starts with the tickets going on sale because we're doing a comedy show. Uh, and then the first week of October, we will all convene at Mystic Lake where we will be working all of us together, a reality show on the radio to raise money for charities while we put on a comedy show. And we're really lucky because our charity is headed up by Stevie Ray and it is called Stevie Ray's Skills for Life. Stevie Ray is in the studio with us. Hi, Stevie Ray. Hi. Good morning. It's afternoon. It is afternoon, it is. but I say that all the time, he so does. you're totally fine. It's, it's just, morning that's my somewhere. attitude. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the start of your day. That's it. it. Better it to is. start than the finish. Yes. Okay, so tell us about Stevie Ray's Skills for Life, because this is a charity maybe people haven't heard as much about, and it does great work, and you have for years. Yeah, the Skills for Life project actually came out of requests that we have received over the last... Uh, our company is 29 years old just this year, and we've always offered our improv classes to people for life skills. Some people want to learn comedy and performance, but the majority of our students actually just want to improve their lives by learning self-confidence and speaking ability and handling tough situations. Well, a lot of organizations that serve clients who need that, like women's shelters, homeless shelters, at-risk youth programs, uh, even the incarcerated they need communication skills mm. more than anything else. Uh, sometimes they have to go get a job uh, and, and be successful in a job interview. Absolutely. Or they have to speak to a landlord mm-hmm. and they have no rental history and they've got to try to get a home for their family. So we started going to these uh, organizations uh, years ago and offering our workshops for them for free. So their people could get back on their feet and stabilize their life. And it was only recently that we decided to call it something Mm -hmm. because we'd been doing it for almost three decades. We said, well, it's skills for life. So let's call it the skills for life project. Call it what it is. Yes. No, that's awesome. That's simple. It's basically any, any organization that needs help in offering past the basics, which is food and shelter and into the skills to improve somebody's life, that's where we step in. So what does it look like? I mean, what does the program look like? We'll go in to an organization and have a hands-on interactive workshop with their clients or residents. Mm -hmm. It's very fun. It's not a lecture of how they should live their life or what they need to do. It's laugh-filled. 
And there's a lot of ex- uh, techniques that come out of the exercises with uh, that show them, oh, you see how you're doubting yourself when you express yourself this way. And that's going to cause the other person to not work well with you or not agree with you or not want to give you what you need. Hmm. Do you see how you're not advocating for yourself? Uh, and so the, the exercises in the workshop are fun and hands-on, and they point directly to something that everybody can work on in their daily life. Was there a moment? at which you realize, oh, this actually could be helpful for people beyond just entertaining them. The skills of improv, the skills of comedy have real life value. That's my business partner, Pamela Main, and I, when we started the company in 1989, we knew the rich history of improv and we knew that most people only know improv through comedy. But actually, in the late 30s, when improvisational techniques were being developed, they were being developed simultaneously around the country and actually around the world. And many of those organizations had no thought to comedy at all. Hmm. Improvisation was being designed as a communication tool. Uh, In fact, in, in Chicago, there was a woman named Viola Spolin who went to cultural centers where immigrants were housed and where came every day to learn skills to find jobs. And she developed improvisation techniques simply to help them get work. So when Pamela and I first started Stevie Ray's, we said, you know, there's enough improv for comedy out there. Let's us go back to the roots and offer it for life skills. So we started right away on day one. Uh, marketing our classes to the non-performing arts community. Hmm. You know, what we jokingly refer to as the normal people. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, we know what we're like. You know, yeah. uh, We often refer to the, uh, you know, other people as well. Yes, it's true. As the normal the people. Normal it's true. People. The normal people, the normal people outside people. of this yes. room. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's who we started getting as students right away was folks who wanted this for everyday stuff. Absolutely. And then the focus is not, it's, you know, certainly I'm sure funny things arise from it, but it's not that the focus is so much on being funny. It's about it's what you get out of it. never on being funny. In fact, in a regular improv class where people are learning to perform comedy improv, the focus on that isn't even on the funny. It is almost completely for the first chunk of training listening skills Mm. and how to agree with each other, how to take an idea that isn't yours and build on it. Mm. The funny happens all by itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the ability to work with a different brain. That's very difficult. Uh, You two do this on a daily basis where the flow has to be so smooth and something that the general public wouldn't understand is just how tricky a balance that is. Mm-hmm. It's not just two people talking. Mm-hmm. No. It's two oh, we people know. Ju- yeah. Oh, <laughs> and it takes years to get there, which is why we're on when, our way. We're on our way. <laughs> yes. We're, we're almost there, yet. there. We're almost there. <laughs> well, that's why when uh, the folks at my talk called us up and said, would you be interested in teaching uh, these courses for the project down in dirty comedy? Yeah. We said, uh, the improv skills are basically the foundation is already there for you hosts. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of doing it live in front of an audience instead of just using your voice. Yeah. yeah. But you've got a firm foundation already. Well, I'm ex- I mean, I, that makes me excited to uh, not only work together with you and and your charity, but also for us to have that experience of of honing and learning our own life skills or maybe changing the way that we look at things oh we've had people come up to us after an improv class and say oh my i now know how to talk to my teenager right interesting yes we've had people say can i uh can i bring my kid can we have a a parent-child partnership in the class we've done parent-child workshops uh i had a woman call me once and say 
You didn't have your improv classes last week because of the Thanksgiving holidays. Yes, ma'am, that's mm-hmm. right. Are you going to have them this week? Yes. Good, because my husband's driving me crazy. He missed his class. <laughs> you know you're doing the Lord's work. It's true. It's we had true. somebody come to us and say they stopped going to their therapist because of improv classes. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Well, it's a completely supportive environment. Mm. It's a talk therapy of sorts, yes. right? And every idea presented is yours. Mm-hmm. This is different than any other form of performing art in that you have to create it instantly off the top of your head and trust that somebody's going to support you. And in the class, everybody supports each other. Hmm. What kind of environment is better than that? Yeah, no kidding. People say, oh, oh, I wish I could just stay here yeah. instead of go back to work where I'm told I'm wrong half the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, here's what I'm hoping mm-hmm. that when we come back on the other side of this, maybe Bradley and I are slightly ex- like a little more excited than some other people in the building. We actually, yeah, we, we, we want look forward to playing and having fun. Well, I've heard the talk going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but when we come back, maybe there's, you know, you can get us sort of in the mood for this experience of yes. where our headspace needs to be to, yes. to can, really jump in. Uh, we'll play full. a game. Oh, that sounds good. Okay, good. We're going to play a game. Yay. We're, uh, by the way, getting ready for Project Down and Dirty. Those tickets go on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. at mytalk1071.com. Keyword comedy. You can swipe up your tickets to see us do comedy live and in person on October 5th. In uh, at Mystic Lake, so and we got general admission tickets for thirty five bucks, VIP for uh, seventy five. You get a reunion show seat, also um, premium seats for the show itself, and then a meet and greet afterwards. It's going to be really fun. When we come back, we'll play a game with Stevie Ray here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk one zero seven one. Well, we are so excited to have Stevie Ray in studio with us on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk one zero seven one, streaming live at mytalk one zero seven one dot com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and we kind of like, we get kind of a really fun experience because the charity that we are working for, for Project Down and Dirty that we are raising money for is Stevie Ray's Skills for Life. But also, Stevie Ray is pretty much your company is going to be helping us yes. throughout this entire experience. You will have our professional improv troupe on stage with you mm. to support during the improv. I am personally going to host the entire show. Uh, a certain number of my talk hosts are going to be doing stand-up comedy mm-hmm. and nobody can help you with that once you start oh you're out there you're well, by yourself you know. but i tell you we've taught stand-up as well as improv uh, since our inception and what's funny is that a, a, a person's first time ever trying stand-up after they've taken our classes they think it's going to be the scariest thing in the world mm-hmm. it is actually the best show they've ever done oh wow, oh, wow. the adrenaline is up they're t- they're tight with their act they've practiced and practiced mm-hmm. and practiced the audience is supportive uh, and everybody knows this is their first time so they're not judging like Jerry Seinfeld doing his 10,000th show yeah. yeah they know it's your first time up there but the the, the acts do very very well and, and it is scarier for some people doing stand-up because you're alone, mm-hmm. a lot of stand-ups would never try improv because mm-hmm. they say, go out there without knowing what I'm going to say. It's two entirely different art forms. Yeah. It's like baking and cooking. 
They're two different things. Now, I, you know, just like thinking about it, improv, I feel like uh, I would enjoy improv a lot more because mm-hmm. um, I actually, in high school, we did something called improvisational theater for okay. competition purposes, which I'm sure is... It probably had the foundations of improv in it. Yeah, it would be, you would be presented, for example, with a scene. It was two people. You would have to then act Improvise. out the scene. Exactly. That's improv right there. So other than listening, which you've already talked about as a supremely important skill, for improv what other things are very important for that like to get us in the right headspace uh there uh, we at stevie ray's follow the classic eight rules of improv that were invented decades ago uh and every improv company has their own set of rules we go back to the originators Mm because we don't like to change history Mm -hmm. the first rule of improv is trust and the two parts of trust are the most difficult and that's why it's the first rule trust is the hardest to get The others will come. Mm -hmm. The first part of trust is trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you present your idea with absolute conviction and not pulling back at all? And you have the second part of trust, which is trusting your partner. If you don't trust yourself, you won't let your partner fully participate. You'll try to control the situation. Mm -hmm. Then you get a train wreck. Mm-hmm. So uh, you you folks experience this every day. Yeah, you have to trust. Sometimes train a train wreck for sure. <laughs> yes. yeah. You experience a train wreck. Depends on when you tune in. That's why right. I was brought in here. Uh-huh. So, well, and you did say, and not, not um, and I know we're going to learn about all of, uh, the entire process of improv as we go. But I know you you said you did bring us a game. So. Yes, oh, yeah. let's do a uh, a cornerstone rule of improv mm-hmm. is taking somebody's idea and building on it. Mm. And the phrase that is used is a classic phrase called "yes and." Mm. Yes and combats our natural tendency to yeah but. And this is a tendency throughout life. And yeah, but is the most destructive part of human conversation. Mm -hmm. It kills forward momentum. It kills relationships. It kills creativity. So yes, and was created for improv. So we would take an idea and uh, work with it. So uh, I'm going to start with Colleen. Okay. I'm going to give you a statement. Uh And you are simply, this is a very rudimentary way of approaching it. You're going to say the phrase, yes, and, and after the end, you're going to add something. Okay. Now, we don't do this on stage. Okay. The yes and phrase, but it's a concept. Sure. Uh-huh. So, like in tennis, you start bouncing a ball before you play a game. We're going to bounce a ball today. Got it. Okay. So, I'm going to say a phrase, and uh-huh. you're going to go yes and, and add whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. And then after you say that, Bradley's going to okay. say to that, oh, yes, and... And you can add whatever you want okay. to further whatever scene we've got. All right, let's all do right, it. Here it is. Yes, and. I will just say this. Uh, here's my phrase to you. Yeah. Uh, hi, honey. Uh, I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm home late from work. Yes, and I burned the pot roast. <laughs> yes, and. Well, it's a good thing I don't eat meat. Oh, you're right, son. You don't eat meat. And uh, that's why I stopped off on the way home uh, at a pizza parlor and got a vegetarian pizza. What do you think, hon? Yes, and I love vegetables, and I love pizza, and I can't wait to eat it. Uh, and that's a really awesome thing that you love to eat it because we have a lot for you to eat. Good, good, good. <laughs> See, that's a that's a rudimentary way of combating mm-hmm. the Ending. what we call a negation. Mm-hmm. A negation is a yeah, but I can't tell you how often it happens. Where in in class, I'll come in and say, "Hi, honey, I'm home," mm-hmm. and the woman will say, "You're not my husband." <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. 
We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> and you're like, I and now you're stuck. Oh, geez. We call that a negation. Yeah. I just laid out a reality and you negated it. You know why that happens? Before we even started, you had it in your mind that we are students in college together. Mm-hmm. And I come in and ruin your idea by saying, hi, honey, I'm home. Well, whoever talks first wins, and the other person has to give up their idea uh-huh. and run with the other one. Uh-huh. Yep. Giving up your own idea is tough. Uh-huh. And just being flexible, uh, and we call it being in the moment instead of in your head. That kind of mentality helps people in every facet of life. Yeah. Being in the help moment. You be, I was going to say, it helps you be present in the moment. Exactly. You know, kind of circling back to the fact that, you know, we're working with you uh, also with your charity, which teaches life skills to people through improv. When just in doing that exercise, I I was applying it to parenting. You know, I have three children, and children have some wackadoodle do ideas, <laughs> and it can be very easy to say to them that here are the multitude of reasons why that will never work. But I always marvel at how happy kids are when they have parents that support their wackadoodle do ideas and give them opportunities and just give them boundaries within which to do that. And so yes. just doing that exercise, I see a place where that would apply. A child in my comes own home life. and says, uh, Hey dad or mom, can you play with me? If you say, no, I have some work to do. Mm-hmm. What do they hear? No. 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 What mm-hmm. if you say, yes, I would love to play with you. And can you give me 30 minutes to finish my work and mm-hmm. you can time me? It makes all the it's difference. A yes. And, yep. and all they hear then is, my parent wants to be around me. Yeah. Absolutely. I had a student in one of our uh, Skills for Life Project workshops. She was a, a resident in a domestic abuse shelter. Mm-hmm. We played the yes and thing. She came up to me afterwards and said, you know what I learned? I learned that I'm a no person. Yeah. That's what got me into trouble in the first place. Oh, wow. I'm going to be a yes person for the rest of my life and teach that to my children. Oh. Well, we're really excited to learn more, not we only are. about things like that, but also to play with you. Oh, yeah. it'll be fun. Well, thank you so much for joining us it today. It was a pleasure. And we'll spend more time with you the first week of October. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly, and uh, we're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Behaving badly. They do it all the time, and we like to talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and uh, we call those celebrities behaving badly D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay, this one is maybe kind of a spot the celebrity D-bag. Okay. Or spot the D-bag. All right. Uh, It's a toss-up for me between Hollywood Life, the publication, and the source who is bringing forth the information in this article that they wrote. Probably one and the same, but go ahead. Yeah, good point. Um, This is the headline of the article, and I thought I'm going to read this because I bet that there's something... 
I will roll my eyes at in this article. Melissa McCarthy, the diet and exercise routine she used to drop 75 pounds. Okay, open it up. Interesting, okay. right? Interesting. A source. Yeah, no, she'd lost 75 pounds. Kudos. I didn't either, uh, although she is out promoting uh, her. Well, is she out promoting? She must be out promoting her. Uh, what is it called? The Murder Muppets movie? Um, What's that called again? The Happy Land. Thank you. Something. Happy Land Murders. Yeah. Thank you. She's been out and about, and people have noticed that she looks a little bit different. So, um, somebody went to Hollywood Life, the tabloid pu- publication, and said some remarks about Melissa's weight loss, including but not limited to. What I'd really like to do is read you the entire article, but I'm not going to do that. Here are just some of the quotes. Melissa's never felt better in her life. She's blown away by how great she feels after losing a bunch of weight. She feels like a new person. She's worked so hard, and having her hard work pay off has skyrocketed her confidence. Pause. Okay. Has Melissa McCarthy ever struck you as the type of person who didn't have confidence? No. Okay. Generally speaking, from the movies I've seen. Right. Yeah. So I'm not sure. As This is as if to say she could not have possibly been confident. Yes, indeed. Until she lost mm-hmm. weight. Now, um, here's my favorite part of the article. Oh, After okay. it goes through talking about all that she's doing to lose weight. Yeah. The source wants us to know that this has been great for Melissa McCarthy's sex drive. Ew. What? Quote. She's in her late 40s, and she says she's having the best sex of her life after losing all that weight. She just feels so much more confident, and that makes a huge difference for her in the bedroom. Um, oh. First of all, nobody's saying that. That's totally made Thank up. Thank you. Because even if that were true, it's not, she would never say that. Right? And also, who, if that person, if, that, if this is real, if I am to believe a friend told Hollywood life this yeah. if I'm Melissa Bonnie McCarthy Fuller's Hollywood life I'm like guess what I you we're not friends anymore um, done that no that is not well yeah I mean like most tablets. Hollywood celebrities right or Hollywood source stories I mean that's why I said these are probably one in the same that is the writer was you know concocting a, a source for the purposes of this article because nobody in their right mind would actually contact Hollywood Life ridiculous, to share ridiculous. their details. Um, you would also probably uh, like to know that she's doing the exact same thing that the Kardashians do. It's the same diet plan that Kim and Courtney do. What is the diet it's plan? The keto diet. Oh, because okay. it starts with K. Oh, that's cute. That's did, why the Kardashians did you say that or did they say that? No, I did. Oh. Um, so, well, awesome. I mean, you know, good for her. The problem is we don't know how to talk about weight. We don't know how to talk about weight loss. We don't know how to talk about body image. We don't know how to talk about body size. We don't know how to talk about women. So, I mean, Jade Boren, the evening writer for Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller, you know, it doesn't surprise me that... She doesn't have a very erudite way of no. com- uh, covering complex issues. No. D-bag. D-bag, indeed. That's what I would say. Okay, speaking of body issues, mm-hmm. let's talk about Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Because I would like oh. to make him my D-bag today. Yeah. So, now, it's not that I don't love Mark Wahlberg, and I certainly love to look at pictures of Mark Wahlberg with his shirt off, because abs, well, looks good. frankly, right? Um, and especially because he's 47, I think to myself, there's hope for me yet. Um, I, you know, I don't have his genes, so probably not. However, 
Uh, it is the story that um, made headlines last night, I think, of his typical daily schedule as posted on his Instagram account that really just earned him the title of D-bag today, mm-hmm. frankly, because know your audience. So he posts this um, schedule, his schedule, basically, mm-hmm. a typical daily schedule. And we talked a little bit about it during, I think, a dirt alert. Mm-hmm. But frankly, it starts at 2.30 a.m. First of all, does he do morning radio? Because right? why anybody in their right mind or work overnights, why, well, not overnights because you'd be going to bed at 2.30, but why anybody in their right mind would be getting up at 2.30 in the a.m. makes no sense to me unless your job was such, because most people... Even our morning show doesn't get up at 2.30 a.m. That's in the middle of the night, y'all. So he gets up at 2.30. Then he does spend a a nice half hour praying. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to judge. 3.15, but I, you know, that's a long prayer. 3.15 is breakfast. Mm -hmm. Okay. 3.40. A.m. We're still in the a.m. Still in the a.m. So before you, you, I have, at 2.30 in the morning, I have woken up to pee and then go back to bed. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Uh, maybe I do as I put my head back on the pillow, pray that I get a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't generally eat at 3.15 a.m. like Mark Wahlberg does. Even if you're hungry. But then from 3.40 to 4.40 to 5.15, he works out. And then at 5.30, he has a post-workout meal, blah, blah, blah. Here's the kicker. So the rapper turned actor, as he is described in this page six article that highlights his daily schedule, um... His work time, the time that he actually does work, involves roughly about two to two and a half hours mm-hmm. of his day. Mm-hmm. In the the rest of it is showers, mm-hmm. lunches, mm-hmm. post workout meals, a cryo chamber, a cryo chamber. I mean, what is he trying to tell us by sharing this with us? Oh, by the way, he goes to bed at seven thirty at night. Doesn't he have children? Yeah. You guys, honestly, that's asinine because at 7.30, if, even if my kids did go to bed at 7.30, um, after 7.30, that's when you get the stuff done that you can't get done when the kids are awake. That's the time you spend with your spouse, private time. That's the time you spend in front of the television. That's when you pick up the dishes after dinner. That's when you fill out all the paperwork that you have to send back to school because they need to have all that. So more wonders like, if, if somebody else is doing the child rearing business and he's too busy not working that he is on his own schedule. Yeah, but who, when is he spending time with his lady? Well, uh, the only thing I could work out is that at 530... Until 7.30, he has dinner slash family time. Mm. Uh, So two hours, roughly, for a man who works. And I wouldn't even call it work because the one work period is from 11 to 1. Mm -hmm. uh, And then um, from 2 until 3, he has meetings and work calls. So, and, And that first work period includes family time as well. So... I'm exhausted thinking about this. Yeah. Also, can I just, do you have a schedule of your day? Like, I no, have a I could, general I could schedule. Probably, I could probably go through and give you actual times for what I do on a typical day. Yeah. Um, but but I, down to the minute like this? Really? I mean, it depends. But like, literally, I wake up, I take my, I get ready for the morning. I take my dog on a walk. I sit on the couch for 
20 minutes. I get in the shower. Like, it is not complicated. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. I thought that just struck me as so weird. Also, also, maybe doing the like, I'm just thinking he could rearrange a little bit and not have to wake up so early. I do not understand the well, point I don't of understand waking up 2:30, so early. I, that just is, doesn't seem like a natural no uh, wake up time. So no. I don't. I'm not sure why he needs to get up from 2:30 and then bef- and from 2:30 until 3:15. So 45 minutes. He's um, you know he's praying and meditating and doing his thing, which everybody's got to have their thing. So you know, good for him. But wow, 2:30. Do you, Mark Wahlberg? Because yeah. I'm not gonna. That's for sure. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. I, there is a celebrity who is working my last nerve today and it's going to pain me to tell you who it is because this person usually does not work my last nerve. Okay. Who? Pink. Oh, pink is working my last nerve. I'm going to tell you why after this. Okay. On the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one. Y'all pink is working my last nerve. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk one Oh seven one.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and I just, like, we just got to drop it. Listen, I'm telling you, you getting on my last nerve. Colleen and Bradley present Working My Last Nerve. You are stepping on my last nerve. Okay, Pink has done something that makes me so absolutely angry and crazy, and I hate this because I love Pink. And generally, when she does things, I go, Pink, you're so amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's the general narrative with Pink is, oh, she's amazing. She's wonderful. She flies around on ropes. I'm going to upend that for you right now. So she's on a concert tour right now. She's in New Zealand. And on Tuesday night, in the middle of the night, so she's had her concert. Apparently, she has like an after party. After party, hangs out with her people, whatevs. She tweets something at 4, I'm sorry, 4.08 a.m. She tweets the following. Man, I've been to some cool bars around the world and Deadshot on Ponsabi Road is not one of them. What? Thumbs down. Okay, so you're like, okay, weird. There's a story there. I don't know the story. Well, luckily... We do know the story, and uh, you're going to hate this story. Okay. So, Deadshot is a speakeasy bar that's near the place, near the venue where she had her concert on Tuesday night. Uh, According to owners of this adorable, tiny little speakeasy bar, Pink had, uh, had tried to arrange to have her after party for her tour. So, all of her dancers hang out there and party all night. But the speakeasy said... Sorry, here's the deal. We're like a tiny little bar. We can't fit that many people. We just can't. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, here's some suggestions of some other places, but this, you we can't, just can't, we just can't accommodate you. Logistically, yeah. Pink never set foot in that bar. And she took to Twitter to take down this locally owned small speakeasy bar. Because they wouldn't accommodate her large group. Oh, so then she took to Twitter to basically badmouth yeah. them. And she hadn't even actually been there. Yes. Okay, so this, the reason that this works my last nerve, because this is a behavior that I see all the time on social media that makes me so irritated. And it's the act of using your social media account to call out a personal grievance with 
a company yeah because you don't like the way you were treated or you don't like the way it's usually people who have big followings and it's really annoying when they do because the first thing that you see when that happens at least this is my take when i see this happen i should say um is oh great so you your life is so you know privileged um but you have to complain about this tiny little company on Twitter like that does that make I mean it's wh- so what? rude like it just doesn't it doesn't seem appropriate for somebody you know who has great influence right so shall we say. this is and like okay so I've because I've tried this argument out before on people just like you know I hate it when people do this and what I've heard back is that is where oftentimes companies and businesses they you get the best response there from the company because in theory, first of all, that's where the companies are, right? They have like social media people to man their social media. But the the act of having something negative out there about them makes them want to make it better, right? So then they're very responsive, which I I can get with that argument, except... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It ref- I, to me, it reflects really poorly on the complainer. Yeah, if you are, I mean, again, if that's the case, I, I don't imagine it would be any different if you sent them an email. Right. What you're trying to do when you do it on Twitter is to to make a point and in some way burnish your own image. For what purpose, I'm not sure, other than to make yourself look fancy. Right. Uh, or that you have an incredible amount of power. It just, to me, it just seems gauche, but... You know, that's my own. It's not that I've never complained about something. I mean, can I tell you the number of times I've posted pictures of empty shelves at Target? Mm-hmm. That's mostly just because um, you want your LaCroix. I want my damn LaCroix. <laughs> and um, it's not that I have a huge following on Twitter and that really matters. But I'm saying I've taken to social media before to like talk about the things that bug me. Yeah. But typically when I do that, I won't tag the company as if to say, look at me, company. What are you going to do for me? Mm-hmm. It's you more know? like to be like, am I right? Like. It's a relatable experience. Yeah, it's like, and then usually people will say, yeah, oh my God, tell me about it. The Target in Richfield never has LaCroix. I mean, they never do. Like, and you know we're and coming for it. I probably shouldn't have said that. But anyway, um, no, the moral of the story is, um, yeah, generally speaking, I would think that if I were advising people with large followings on Twitter, maybe maybe just send them an email because I bet, you know, it kind of reminds me of what's her name? Les dog. Yeah. Leslie Jones. When she took, when she took some, something out on the honest company. Yeah. She went after the honest company and, um, she didn't like her diaper cake. And I would have just been, thank you. And I would have just been like, Hey, I'm going to send, uh, an email. Yeah. And I bet they would totally see my name. Right. And I would still get, you know, like a reaction in a way that not the average person would get. Sadly, right, uh, because her name is less, you know, Leslie Jones, or you know, like I'll just have my people call Jessica Alba's people, and maybe they can work out a better diaper cake arrangement, and I don't need to take this to social media. Yeah, it just is. It creates a well. I will say that because uh, social media self corrects, um, people were on. 
pink for doing this in the first place. Um, comments like that saddens me you that you would effectively bully a small business just because they couldn't accommodate the size of your group. Not cool. Uh, another person saying this could ruin a small business and someone's livelihood. I didn't think that you would be about that. Um, and the owners, I think, were also a little bit confused because her Pink's uh, members of her crew had been hanging out there throughout the weekend while she'd been oh, while they'd been setting up, which is no doubt why they had you know suggested it in the first place. Well, yeah, probably, but the, it just wasn't big, and it's not like they have any control over that, right? Like they can't, you know, yeah, expand the scene. Has she said? Did you say if she'd said? Uh, she has not responded. I do think, though. Let me double check this. I think that the tweet has been deleted. Um, because it was not getting, oh no, it has not been deleted. It's still there, uh, with 4,000 likes and 175 retweets and about 287 people. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, it just doesn't, it, it, if anything, it just makes her look bad. Yeah, it does. And that's kind I mean, of, nobody's going to go it. like, I'm not going to that place because pink doesn't it wasn't, like if it's it. It's not good enough for pink. It's not good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, Hey, guess what happens tomorrow morning at nine o'clock sharp? Um, somebody takes their pants off. Woo! That I cannot be responsible for. Hey, look, probably true. Be. This is true. Uh, no, at nine o'clock a.m. tomorrow morning, tickets go on sale for Project Down and Dirty comedy. Um, I'm getting more excited since we had Stevie Ray in studio. We are raising money. Uh, this is our reality show on the radio. We are raising money each of us for different charities, and our charity is Stevie Ray's Skills for Life. And uh, we got the opportunity to sit with Stevie Ray, talk about how they use uh, they use improv education to help people build skills for life. It's that simple um, and also that amazing. Uh, and so we're getting excited for that. But when you go buy tickets tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., you are helping all of the charities. Yeah. All of that money goes to charity. Literally, the the proceeds for all the ticket sales are going to those four charities, one of which is ours, Stevie Ray Vaughan's, as Colleen said, Skills for Life. Not Stevie Ray Vaughan. Did I say Stevie Ray Vaughan? Oh, God. Well, you know, Stevie Ray's <laughs> Skills for Life. Um, I'll probably be doing that throughout. Um <laughs> But uh, to my point is that um, 100% of the proceeds go to charity. Exactly. So there's two different types of tickets that you can purchase tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. There is the VIP ticket for $75, which is a great deal because you get not only tickets to the real show, the big show, the comedy show that will feature all of your favorite My Talk hosts, but you'll also get to see the reunion show just prior to that and be there for a meet and greet when all is said and done afterwards on the stage plus you get vip seats in the first three rows another great deal for only 35 dollars you can just get admission to the show mytalk1071.com keyword comedy 9 a.m that's it set an alarm when we come back here on the colleen and bradley show uh we have got to talk more about les moonves yes we do there is another level to the story oh it's delicious yet again Bradley's got all the dirt on that after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Entertainment.